Good morning, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer in Jesus Christ to seek the kind of faith that makes him marvel. That was my cat in the background. Uh, she just walked in. That's Dandelion. We call her Dandy. Um, so she might be joining us today for this podcast. If you hear her mew, that's her way of saying amen. So uh, anyway, um, just uh, I have a great message for you today. In these um, times that we're living in right now, um, we often feel powerless to uh, against the things that are going on in this world. And um, Jesus even warned us that in the last days in, in uh, Luke, in the 21st chapter, he warned us that to not look at the things that are going on on the earth. He said that men's hearts will fail them for fear because they'll be looking at the things going on in the earth. And I'm certainly somebody who looks probably too closely at all this evil that's going on. And I'm not going to give the devil any airtime at all and start talking about these things and, you know, the meeting that's going on this week with the WHO and just all the wickedness in high places. I just know this. It says in Psalm 2 that the Lord looks from the heavens and he laughs at these clowns, these people that are that are the movers and the shakers of this world. Many of these people are going to be thrown into the lake of fire. I don't wish that on any of them. I pray for these evil people, for the wealthiest people on the planet that are that are more or less just controlling all governments, controlling all businesses. And uh, they're, they're, they're led by the devil himself and they're deceived at levels that um, it's, it's, it's just unconscionable. It's not, you can't even get your mind around it. But they are, when, they are, when, when the devil is done using them, you know, the people, the Bill Gates of the world and the, um, you know, these, these movers and shakers and, and um, Larry Fink and all these guys controlling all the money, trying to play God, trying to be God. Um, it's, it's absolutely amazing to think that, that the Lord just looks at them and laughs. And when the devil's done with them, he's going to discard them when he, once he sucks the life out of them like somebody sucks the, uh, the uh, contents out of a Slurpee. He's just going to crush them and throw them away. And, and Satan, Lucifer, is the at the tip of the pyramid here, the evil pyramid. He is the all-seeing eye of the Illuminati. And uh, again, we're just not going to give them, him a lot of time. Matter of fact, I'm going to talk about, go to right to the tip and to the point and talk about Satan, talk about Lucifer and how he has zero power. He is a zero with the rim knocked off and he has... The only power that he has is the power that we give him. And that's the title of my message today, Who Has Made the Devil Powerful? Who Has Made the Devil Powerful? And in a word, uh, or with few words, I can answer that for you. We have. This goes all the way back to Genesis in the, in the uh, third chapter when, when Eve was, was deceived Eve even rhymes with deceive. Eve was deceived in the garden by a talking snake. I know it sounds like a crazy story, but it's God's story. And he gets to tease the great storyteller. It's his story. History is his story. And he gets to tell the story. Who has known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him? 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, children. We are children and, and, and the father is the storyteller. He gets to tell the story. We just get to be part of it. We believe so many stories. We believe so many lies. I'm telling you, believe God's story. Believe the Bible. And you believe truth. Jesus said his, his word is truth in John 17, 17. All scripture is God-breathed. It's given by inspiration of God. All of it. All of it. Not some of it. All scripture, the Bible says, is God-breathed. And it's given by inspiration of God so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped and trained and skilled in righteousness. We have a right standing given to us through Jesus Christ, through his finished work, and through the power of the Holy Spirit that 99% of the church is not tapped into. But today, we're tapping into that power. We are going to walk away from this podcast. We are going to mark this day May 5th, or May 25th, I'm sorry, 525, as the day, as it says in Galatians 525, if we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. We're flipping the switch today, and we're going to walk in the Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. And that's what this message is about. Who has made the devil powerful? And is he really powerful? He's not. He knows it. He knows he's not powerful. He knows he's defeated. The only power that he has is power that we give him. And the only way we give it to him is being fearful. He is that fearful spirit. First uh, or second Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. That's the devil's spirit. That puny piece of crap devil has a spirit of fear. And God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us power, love, and sound mind through the Holy Spirit. That's the power that we have. 1 Corinthians 2.12 says that we have not been given the spirit that's of this world, but we've been given the spirit which is from God so that we might know, might know the things that are freely given to us by God. That's 1 Corinthians 2.12, by the way. I think I said second. I might have said second, but 1 Corinthians 2.12. Let me read that just to make sure I got it right. 1 Corinthians 2.12, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God, so we may understand what God has freely given us. The last thing Jesus said before he went up to heaven after his resurrection, very last words in the end of Matthew, in the 28th chapter. It says, when the people saw him, they worshiped him, but then it says, some doubted. We have two choices, to believe God's word or doubt. It says in 28:17 in Matthew, when they saw him, that's the resurrected Christ, they worshiped him but some doubted. Isn't that something? And then Jesus says these words. He came and he spoke to them and he speaks to us the same today, the same word. Once his word's gone out, it's already out there. It's for everybody. Heaven and earth will pass away, but Jesus's words will never pass away. So these words are eternal. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
and his word is forever. It's already out there. It's already gone out. And here's what he said. All power is given to me in heaven and on earth and in earth. Go, therefore, with the power, right? And teach all nations. Teach people this word. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And teach them to observe all things, whatever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. As we approach the end of the world, we have to know that Christ is with us and he's with us in his preferred method in the Holy Spirit. God is spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking today for worshipers that worship in spirit and in truth. From now on, we regard no man according to the flesh. Even though we regarded Christ that way, we do so no more. If any man be in Christ, that is to say, if any man is united with Christ in spirit, he's a new creation. Old things, that old dead sin nature is dead and gone. Old things are passed away. The old man is crucified. Romans 6.6, Romans 6.11. The old man is crucified. And now we live by the spirit of God. Jesus is here, but he's in the spirit. God is a spirit. He came down and he lived in the flesh so he could bring us up in the spirit. He came down to where we were, to this filthy, fallen earth, in order to bring us up to where he is now. Colossians 3 says right at the beginning that we are now seated with him in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. And the earth is his footstool. And he's waiting for us to know that all things are under our feet. John 13, 10, Jesus, before he went to the cross, he was washing the filth of the earth off the disciples' feet. And Peter said, no, I don't, no, Lord, you're not gonna wash my feet. And Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, you're gonna have no part with me. Whoa, oh man. And Peter said, okay, Lord, wash my whole body then. And then Jesus said, you don't need your whole body washed. Just need your feet washed. Just the part that's touching this filth, filth of the earth I'm gonna get off of you. Because he said in John 15, three, you're already clean because of the words I've spoken over you. He reminded Peter in, in, in chapter 13 that he that is clean only needs his feet washed. In other words, the only part of us that's touching the filth of this world is our feet. And guess who's under our feet? The devil. And I'm gonna show you where it says that. Amazing. The devil is toast. He knows that he's defeated. We just don't know it. And once he knows that we know, he's toast. And he is gonna be toast. He's gonna be cast in the lake of fire forever and ever. And he knows his days are numbered. That's why he's flailing around right now like a snake with its head cut off. The head's cut off, but the body still flails around. It wreaks a lot of havoc. It's, it's hard to watch, but his head is cut off. A snake can't get any closer to hell than, than he already is. A snake is, is on the ground. His belly is on the ground. Hell is in the center of the earth. Even scientists say, you know, that liquid hot magma in the center of the earth, that is hell. And there, is, there are places in the earth, there's so many things under the earth that we don't realize. 
Hell was created for the devil and his angels. It wasn't even created for man, but hell has had to enlarge its mouth to make room for all the people that are just marching lockstep with the devil today. It's sad to see, and we're here to save as many as we can to snatch them out of the fire. Genesis 3.15, amazing scripture. I'm gonna read it to you. After Eve is deceived in the garden, And how is she deceived? She's deceived by doubting the word of God. That's the only tool that the devil has against us is to get us to doubt this Bible, this word. Did God really say if you ate from that tree that you'd die? He knows that if you eat from that, your eyes are going to be open. You're going to be like God. That's what he wanted to be like. That was him talking. He thought he, he could go higher and ascend higher than God, but he's cast down. And after Eve was deceived and sin entered in the world and that sin nature, that fearful, evil nature entered in, God said this. He said to the serpent, he said to the woman, what is it that you've done? First he talks to Eve in Genesis 3.13. What is it that you've done? And the woman said, it's the serpent. He beguiled me and I did eat. And the Lord said to the serpent, not to Eve, he turned to the serpent. And he said, because you have done this, you are cursed above all the cattle and above every beast of the field. And on your belly, you shall go. And the dust of the earth shall you eat all the days of your life. Satan is eating dirt. That's what he has for food. This is how low he is. All the days of his life, he's a dirt eater and he's under our feet. And Jesus says, the, or uh, God says these words in Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, talking about Jesus, and between thy seed and, and her seed, right? The seed of Satan were born into sin and God's seed, Jesus and he shall bruise your head, right? Jesus stomped on the devil's head and he bruised his heel. And God says that, and thou shall bruise his heel. You ever have a bruised heel from stomping on the ground? That's what happened to Jesus's heel when he crushed the devil's head. It's absolutely amazing to see Satan fell in Luke You read 10, 18 through 20. Jesus said to the disciples when they were going out and casting out all the devils and undoing all his work, all sickness, all manner of disease and setting the people free. Jesus rejoiced with them when they came back and said, man, Lord, everything is subject to your name. All this evil, all we were undoing all the works of the devil, basically they were saying. And Jesus just marveled and he said, man, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, talking about when he was cast down. He said, I saw it. I saw him fall like lightning from heaven. And he rejoiced and he said, man, but don't rejoice just in the fact that the devil and all his minions are subject to you, but rejoice rather, he said, that your names are written in heaven. Wow, that's in Luke ten twenty. So in other words, it's great to have authority, But don't make that the first thing. The first thing is being saved, which we are. If you put your faith in Christ, you're saved. 
If you have not the son, if you have not put your faith in Christ and you're listening to this podcast, turn yourself to God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus today and be saved. Turn to God and be saved. He who has the son has life and he who has not the son does not have life but is coming into condemnation. You will be in the lake of fire with the enemy if you do not receive Christ and tormented day and night forever. I'm not trying to scare the hell out of you. I'm trying to scare heaven into you. Trying to scare you into heaven. Now is the day. Don't wait. And you know I'm talking to you. There is somebody listening to this podcast, I believe, that's going to receive Jesus. Isaiah 12, 14, or I'm sorry, 14, 12. This is amazing scripture. This is Satan talking about him himself trying to, you know, he's he's he tried to he tried to usurp God and he was cast out of heaven when he rebelled. He and a third of the angels in heaven were cast down from heaven when they tried to rebel against God. And God says through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 14, 12, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Or I say Lucifer. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the most high? How art thou cut down to the ground like a snake, right? Who did weaken the nations. He's trying to weaken the nations today. For thou hast said in your heart, your evil heart, right? I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. And I will ascend to the mount, to the top of the congregation and the sides in the north. I will ascend above the heights and above the clouds. And I will be like the most high God. He's the one who tried to be like God and be above God. But God says this, but you shall be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. And they that see you shall narrowly look upon thee, and they will say, Is this the man that made earth tremble and shook the kingdoms? That's what's going on today, shaking the kingdoms. Is this the one that made the world a wilderness? And he destroyed the cities thereof? And opened not the house of the prisons? And all the kings and nations and every one of them in his own house? But he says, but you are cast out of the grave like an abominable branch. Wow, he's cut off like a branch. And as the raiment of those that are slain and thrust with the sword, the sword of the word of God, and you go down to the stones of the pit and like a carcass, you're trodden under our feet. You shall be joined with them in burial. You've destroyed the land, you've slain the people. And the seed of the evildoers shall never be removed. Brothers and sisters, Satan is a defeated foe. The only power that he has is power that we give him. Look at Isaiah 14 that I just read. Satan is cast down. And then look at John 14, 12. Same numbers, right? Different verse. And Jesus says these words to the disciples and to us today. Remember, his word is eternal. He says, all these things you've seen me do, this is before he goes to the cross, you're going to do all these things and greater things because I go to the Father. 
and anything you ask in my name, I will do it. And then he says in 1414 again, a second time, just ask in my name and I'll do it. Wow, there he is in Colossians 3, seated in heavenly places, and there we are seated with him, far above principalities and powers in all dominion. We are joined with him in spirit. We're not sitting with him in the flesh. No flesh can enter the kingdom of God. But our spirit already has. We're already united with Christ in spirit. We have a perfect connection, a wireless connection to the Holy Spirit from heaven down here. And yes, we do get the filth of this world on our feet. And so do our fellow brothers and sisters and those that are lost that are walking on the earth. But like Jesus, we can humble ourselves. You hear a message like this and you feel like, man, I got great power. I feel like Superman. What do I do with this power that God's given me, the power of the Holy Ghost, power above all principalities and powers and darkness? What do I do with this great power? I'm like Superman. Should I lift a building? No, Jesus said, wash feet like I did. Serve, humble yourself with the power. Be meek and humble in heart like Jesus. Meekness is not weakness. It's strength under control. Use the control and the power you have to set people free. To speak a word today over somebody who needs a word. To lay hands on somebody that's sick and say, you know what? Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil because God was with him through the Holy Spirit. And he's here today in believers through that same Holy Spirit. Hebrews 13, eight says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He didn't like to see people in pain. So when I pray for you, I pray he doesn't wanna see you in pain. I and of myself can't heal in that, but the Lord Jesus can do all things and I can do all things through my union with him. So when we lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Blind eyes will open. The lame will walk. The deaf will hear. Blind will see. Just because Jesus loves them, he has the power through the Holy Spirit. All we have to do is ask. All we have to do is be that connector, that booster, as you would say, like a wireless booster in your house to boost the power we are the connectivity. We are the conduit between heaven and earth. We touch somebody and God's power moves. In and of ourselves, we have no power. We can't heal in that. We can't help anybody. But through Christ, through our spiritual union with him, we can do all things. I want you to go today, brothers and sisters, knowing that this is God's idea to give you his power, to give you his authority, and to strengthen you in your walk today. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Galatians 5.2.5, today is 5.2.5, May 25th. We have everything we need. There's nothing missing in you, there's nothing broken. You have Christ living in you, the hope of glory. Your spirit is united with his spirit. 1 Corinthians 6:17. He that is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. So go today in that spirit 
and walk in confidence and humility.